Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy TGIF, everybody. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us this afternoon. Bob and Luke in the First Bank Studios here in Hattiesburg. Kelly not with us today, unable to make bail after an incident he was involved in last night. But hopefully we can get him out by Monday and he will rejoin us on the Eagle Hour. I, I, yeah. <laughs> it's an ugly story, and we don't want to get into it. It's a, yeah, early April fools for everyone listening right. out there. George Scott's going to join us in just a moment. He's a former forward for both M.K. Turk and James Green, Southern Miss basketball, of course. Later in the show, one of the most beloved figures at Southern Miss, Ben Willoughby, fresh off his 80th birthday, Luke Johnson, and uh, the youngest coolest 80-year-old guy I have ever met, Ben Willoughby. Going to be joining Luke and I in the third segment. He'll be our guest picker today as we look at the upcoming national championship college football game as well as the NFL playoffs, which we are all very excited about. Not a good uh, night for Southern Miss basketball last night, Luke, as both the men and women lose. Yeah, men fell. Uh, they they pulled within, I think, two or three um, with, with a, a little late in the game and then UTEP just took off again. So men dropped the decision 76-64 last night. Gabe Watson uh, led the Eagles with 20 points. We'll talk about it. little next segment, uh, ladies fall 89-72. Had a second quarter that really led to their uh, downfall. But, man, Shantae Hill's 28 points again. And Great player. We'll talk more about her in the next segment. Our first guest knows what it's like and how hard it is to win on the road in men's Division One basketball, George Scott was a forward for both the uh, legendary M.K. Turk and, of course, uh, his predecessor, James Green. And George uh, joins the Eagle Hour now. George, we're glad to have you on the show. Thank you. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. So the Golden Eagles go to Texas San Antonio last night and get beat. Kind of put in perspective how hard it is to go on the road and, and win on a, on a home floor of a good Division One basketball team. Well, you know um... – in Division One, all the teams have great athletes, great players, and they're well coached. And of course, on the road, they have the support of their fans, and mm-hmm. that's one of the most memorable things about playing Division One basketball. When you go to certain arenas, the way the, the atmosphere is, and how the fans behave and interact with the players, and it's just really a, a it's really tough to win on the road. Now, Luke reminded me of something uh, before we went on the air. You you played some Metro Conference basketball, am I right? Yes, sir. When I first came to Southern Miss, we were in the Metro Conference before they um, created the uh, Conference USA. So mm-hmm. I think for a year or two, maybe, we right. were still in the Metro Conference. You know, I remember the Metro. I was uh, doing sports and television back in those days, and I, I thought the Metro at, at one time was really one of the premier basketball leagues in the country. Uh, you played, uh, if you played in the Metro, obviously, you played at Louisville, you played at Memphis, you played at Virginia Tech. Uh, you just played. You played at some really, really tough venues, did you not? 
Yes, it was a very competitive conference. I mean, uh, we had teams in the top 25 all the time, and you knew every night when you went out it was going to be a, a, a competitive match. And I guess you had some great atmospheres, what we were just talking about. Yeah, uh, Louisville is probably one of my most fond memories going there. Uh, Denny Crum was there at the time, and I mean, it didn't matter what was going on outside or like one time we were up there was a snowstorm outside, probably 12 inches of snow, and that it was people hanging from the ceiling in that in that gym. <laughs> it was just an amazing atmosphere. And, and you know, George, not only did you guys play those teams, I mean, Louisville and Southern Miss was a big-time basketball rivalry. Memphis and Southern Miss, big-time basketball rivalry, really exciting times for Southern Miss basketball. Uh, yes, it was. We um, It seemed like every night we played – uh, big-time players, players that ended up in the NBA and doing well in the NBA. So it was and – we, and we knew that whenever we played these teams that it was going to be a tough matchup for us. Luke Johnson here, man. Thanks for being on today, George. Uh, you came in in 92, I believe, Coach Turk. Uh, yes, what, what type of recruiter was he? Um, we've we've heard about, obviously, what he was like, you know, on the court and everybody saw that. But, like, behind the scenes when – they first made contact with you. What was that experience like with MK Turk? Well, they made me feel like they wanted me to be a part of their team, be a part of their family, and that's one of the major draws that got me to come to Southern Miss was how they made me feel about coming to that school and being away from my parents and, and playing basketball somewhere else. We talked uh, to one of your teammates the other day, Rod Agee, and uh, he talked about how – he was talking about the transition when Coach Turk um, – was had to leave and and uh, James Green came in and you know the kind of the contrast between um, those two but he he kind of summed it up you know the coaching decision really didn't change he was you know committed to a school and a program is that is that was that your mindset too when you found out that your head coach was leaving oh absolutely that uh, I was I was all in I was not going to leave Southern Miss because of a coach because I had dedicated most of my career and I had taken care of my academics there as well and I just. I felt like I was part of the Southern Miss family, so it didn't really matter which coach came in. I was just going to work hard and play for that coach. You talked about Freedom Hall, and you talked about the atmosphere. Uh, we were watching Golden Eagles play uh, last week. and Remind our listeners, though, from a basketball player's uh, perspective about, man, some of those crowds in the early to mid-'90s when, when the greenhouse, you know, when, when in uh, – the Coliseum was packed when you came out in pregame and, you know, you saw and then it filled up in the, you know, the second half when it got crazy. What was it like for as a player seeing uh, that place filled? Oh, it was just amazing. I mean, you know, having the support of the fans and just people cheering and going crazy and uh, the support was amazing. And uh, I just feel like, you know, it, it, it motivated us. To play, we played hard already, but it motivated us to, to get it done. George, I tell you what, I don't think people today, maybe younger fans that weren't around when all of us were, understand how electric basketball was at Ray Green Coliseum. I mean, it was it was an event, was it not? When Louisville or Memphis rolled into town, Cincinnati with Bob Huggins, you could go on and on about the Metro, but man, some exciting times, right? Absolutely, we played some. Very tough games against some very tough competitors in that gym, but uh, the fans had our back, and it was an electric atmosphere. It was it was something that I loved and looked forward to, and, and reminisce about frequently now because it was just a it was just a great atmosphere. 
George, you're back at uh, at Enterprise uh, School. You're coaching girls basketball in Alabama, right? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How did playing for uh, MK Turk and James Green, you know, shape you to where you are now? Maybe something you learned from one, and and you may have learned from the other. But you you had the unique experience of having you know two coaches you played for. How's that shaped your coaching career now? Well, it just when I was in college, it just um, taught me about thorough preparation, making sure that my team is prepared for the opponent that we're going to play and the things that they're going to be doing and making sure that they're ready to, you know, be prepared to play through those things. Uh, Coach Green, you know, Coach Turk was a little bit more laid back later on in his career, but he was still a tough coach. And Green came in, and he was really, really tough on all of us all the time. And uh, I took some of both of what they gave, of each of what they gave me. Uh, and how they coach and their styles, and I, I try to kind of put it together. Rod reminded us of, uh, or told us a story about how somebody missed class, and Green was off on a uh, recruiting trip, and he got y'all up at midnight, and you ran suicides till like two in the morning. Uh, uh, oh yeah, Co- Coach Green, now he wouldn't even discipline. <laughs> that's that's for sure. If somebody did something wrong, we all paid for it. So. Uh, he made sure that everybody knew that they were students first. They were, you know, they're student athletes, and if, if somebody stepped out of line, he he made sure that we got back in line. I read an article in the Dothan Eagle um, over there, and and it was saying that you actually now are coaching at your alma mater. How cool is that? I am ecstatic. I am so happy to be coaching and, and giving back to the school that afforded me so much, allowed me to you know springboard my basketball career, and what led me to get the Southern Miss. So I've I've I love every minute of it. And you preach the Southern Miss gospel to those kids, right? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. We know you're over there on the dark side, but we want to make sure that we'll make sure yeah, exactly. you forgot about that. I, I wear I wear a Southern Miss shirt at least once a week. There you go. All right. Before we run out of time, there's there's something I want to ask you, and I'll see if you agree with me. Okay. I, I think MK Turk is really the most maybe the most beloved sports coach. Southern Miss has ever had. He's certainly right there among the top. On the other hand, I believe James Green may be the most underappreciated basketball coach we've ever had. Right. What do you say about that? I I, I think, you know, Coach Turk's Turk's tenure and his success that he had at the school uh, is one of the reasons why people loved him and his demeanor and his the way he behaved and the way he acted. He was a he was a, he was a good guy, a really good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Green, he was just tough. He was tough on us, but I thought he did a really good job of coming in there and taking a program that had some success and bringing it back to the school. Right. And uh, I, I I feel like you know, and he did take us to the NCAA tournament and got us to the promised land. So yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. You know, Coach Turk was a great guy, and as well as James Green. Great conversation with you, George. We appreciate it very much, and uh, thank you so much, my friend, for being on the Eagle Hour. Uh, Thanks for having me on. You guys have a great day. All right. George Scott, everybody, we'll be right back. Going to talk a little more basketball and football, baseball scheduling, all sorts of good stuff on the Eagle Hour. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Our thanks to George Scott for joining us in the first segment of the show. That segment is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. 
Our good buddies here in Hattiesburg cook fresh barbecue every day in their great restaurant right by the mall in Hattiesburg. They'll also cater any event for you. So coming up, you've got the Super Bowl in just a few weeks, and that would be a great time to have Dickie's cater. And this month, Dickie's not only caters, but they deliver for free. So if you've got a special occasion coming up, be sure you uh, contact the guys at Dickie's Barbecue Pit. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark and CampusBookmark.net. We appreciate their support of the show as well. They are, of course, located on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, right across the street from the Southern Miss campus. And worldwide, you can buy your Southern Miss apparel at CampusBookmark.net. And I'll guarantee you, with baseball now just five weeks away, baseball shirts are in, basketball shirts are there. They're going to be, uh, I'm sure, reducing prices on a lot of um, a lot of their uh, past season stuff. So now would be a great time for you to stop by and uh, check out the great inventory of Southern Miss apparel and Southern Miss accessories at CampusBookmart.net. All right, as uh, Luke reported earlier in the show, both the ladies and men lose last night uh ladies uh off to a good start luke let's start there they were at home but they they dropped one uh what happened last night with the women's team well at the end of the first quarter it was a it was a close game eagles were down by three and then uh, got outscored 28 to 11 in the second quarter Mm -hmm. and uh that's really what it was At, at halftime um you're trailing 51 31 you're down 20 you know and so they Fought valiantly, um, outscored UTEP in the fourth quarter, just unable to to pull it off. But when you look at individually, I, I mentioned earlier, Shante Hills just continues just to uh, be pretty amazing on the court. Uh, 10 of 17 from the field last night, perfect at the stripe. Uh, she had some assists also. Kelsey Jones, um, who plays down low for the, for the Lady Eagles, 12 points and uh, four rebounds. And then Liz Gibbs, 10 points. Um, off the bench, you look at how how they shot the ball. Didn't shoot it bad, forty two percent from the floor, ninety percent from the stripe. It was just that second quarter, man, and that's just kind of been the same song um, last year with this team too. They'd play great, and then they would just wouldn't be able to get it in in uh, one quarter, and and that's what would uh, just create the the issues for them. So they dropped to nine and four. Um, on the season, uh, they got another game this coming Saturday. They're one and one in the conference, but uh, look to rebound against the Roadrunners of UTSA 4 p.m. on Saturday in Reed Green Coliseum. And the men are on the road last night, and they run into a buzzsaw. They did, but it's hard to win when the opposing team goes 34 of 37 from the free throw line. Yeah. Eagles uh, actually took a lead with eight with eight minutes to go. Uh, Gabe Watson, who led the Eagles last night, he had a career high twenty points with eight twenty one to go. He hit a, a a tray and put them up fifty two to fifty one. And but these runs again, uh, Miners responded with a twelve to one run, and they were up by ten with four minutes to go. So you take the lead and then you give up uh, you give up a twelve to one. Uh, run and and that's really what it uh, what created uh, the final. But when you look at what the Golden Eagles did, uh, I've just got to assume um, I was laying floors last night at the remodel, so I, I couldn't pay attention very much. Uh, Jack Donamy played, but he played eleven minutes and had five fouls. So I just got to think Coach Ladner stuck him in there um, towards the end. But a lot of players played. Kanatsik uh, trying to to come back off that injury. 
at uh, 16 minutes. But, man, Stevenson played for 28. Malone played for 28. And then Drain and Watson both played for 36 and, and uh, 34. Drain went 3 of 7 behind the, uh, the three-point arc last night at 13 points. Leonard Harper-Baker, 14 points and uh, 8 rebounds. Um, you look at how the Eagles shot uh, for the game, shot 40%, but, man, behind the arc, not very good. You know, we talked uh, yesterday uh, on another subject a little bit about the football schedule, and so I took a look this afternoon at the non-conference schedule for all three Division One teams coming up in 2020. Now the football schedules have come out. I want to run them by you, and I want you to tell me who has the toughest non-conference schedule. You ready? All right, Ole Miss, they will be at Baylor, and then they will entertain southeastern Missouri, Middle Tennessee out of CUSA, of course, and Georgia Southern. Mississippi State will entertain New Mexico, Tulane, Alabama A&M, and they will travel to North Carolina State. Southern Miss will entertain South Alabama and Jackson State, and the Golden Eagles will travel to Auburn and Liberty. How how do you think those – how do you think those stack up, and, and who do you think comes out the worst? Yes. <laughs> Every single one of them, um, of course, have a power five. State, uh, being the being at NC State, um, I think that's probably the easiest power five game. Uh, Ole Miss, uh, probably with the – I don't know. Well, you don't know what Baylor's going to do with Matt Rule going you know, to the Panthers. Mm-hmm. I would say Southern Miss um, at Auburn is probably the toughest. Um, then you look at – uh, what what they've the Sun Belt opponents Ole Miss has got Georgia Southern, uh, State has they got an American team in the Tulane mm-hmm. uh, Eagles got two I would say maybe Southern Miss again um, with at, at Liberty mm-hmm. um, Mississippi State with the remaining games uh, they got Tulane at home uh, Willie Fritz loses a quarterback but Keon Howard maybe from Laurel will start that one. Uh, as far as an American opponent or a group of five opponent, I'd give the edge to Mississippi State. Overall, um, because of the Auburn-Liberty game, I would say Southern Miss probably has a more difficult non-conference schedule. Right. Uh, that's next year, 2021 Southern Miss uh, non-conference at South Alabama, Troy and Hattiesburg at Alabama. 2022 Liberty comes to Southern Miss. The Golden Eagles travel to take on the Hurricanes at Miami. And they're also at Tulane. That's a pretty difficult uh, 20, yeah. 2022. Uh, 2023, Tulane in the Rock, Southern Miss at Mississippi State. 2024, the only one announced at this point, uh, Southern Miss will be at Troy. And in 2025, Bulldogs of Mississippi That's State. Right here. Come in the Fighting Pirates now, <clears throat> shall we call them that, um, from right. here on out. Uh, come, come here. I'll tell you who's not on Southern Miss's schedule, Ole Miss. No, it never will be. Never will be. I'm glad that I'm glad to see Troy on the schedule. I'm glad to see South Alabama on the schedule. I'm certainly glad to see Tulane on the schedule, and I'm glad to see Liberty on the schedule. I think that's a I think that's a natural opponent for Southern Miss. They are, and Liberty is one of those teams we talked about it. And um, the other day, they could have been easily been a Conference USA team. Should have um, been. Just should should have been. Uh, but yeah, Troy's a, a, a no doubter. I would love to see. <sighs> We, we want to play SEC schools. I get that. But I would love to see for us to branch out some a, a Big 12 or an ACC Agreed. team. I, I got to play against NC State. Uh, you know, we played TCU. I think it's absolutely wonderful. Nebraska? You played yeah, against Nebraska. Nebraska. I, I think it's absolutely wonderful, the Miami matchup, 
that's a game I think Golden Eagle fans will want to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we've ever we've ever played Miami before. But if we could branch out a little bit, um, and what they're looking at is you're getting the best bang for your buck. It's it's a game where, especially against uh, the SEC, unless you're Louisiana Tech and get Vanderbilt, it's a game you probably aren't going to win. But at the same time, yeah. You remember when Nebraska bought the game out, they were supposed to come here, and that's mm-hmm. what we paid Elos off with, you know? Mm-hmm. So, right. Um, I, I like it, and it'll be interesting to see what Jeremy McLean does with his connections. you still got to have one more non-conference opponent for 2021 and 2022. Right. All right, let's switch sports. Baseball now just five weeks away. I guess they're not working today, but getting really close to finishing the field. And there's a lot of baseball in Hattiesburg next month. Doesn't that sound good to say that? It Hattiesburg does. next month. Uh, we've got a three-game set on uh, February 14th, 15th, and 16th against Murrah State. On, two th- on the 18th of February, UNO will be here for a midweeker. And uh, then another weekend series on the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd with Central Arkansas here. And here's, what I w- here's why I brought this up. So I'm thinking about it raining today, right? Yep. And I'm thinking about the new turf that they're putting down. And had it been raining like this today – with the old turf, and let's say it stopped at 3 or 4 o'clock this afternoon. Probably looking at a doubleheader tomorrow. The whole weekend's messed up. Could rain like this until mid-afternoon, and we could play ball on Friday night. That's what you want, and it's with Southern Miss fans. Man, the Friday night game is, is great for fans, but at the same time, it allows the baseball team to focus for the entire weekend. It was like two series last year we were unable to pull off. Right. So you're looking at just the month of February – You've got seven home games. The first seven of eight, or really the first seven games of the Golden Eagles this year are at home. They go up to Ole Miss on, on February 25th. But, yeah, I mean, there, there should be no reason why the Golden Eagles coming out of there shouldn't be maybe 6-1. and one. Maybe they drop one of those weekends. I want to I see us rebound from our defeat against New Orleans last year well, well, yeah, and get that right, midweek. Right. Yeah. Uh, Ole Miss play on artificial turf? I'm not yep. sure. Do they? So uh, that's the going thing. It looks like to me it's about 95% down now. I was, uh, I was out there yesterday, and it is, it's pretty. I mean, I had some people tell me, well, you know what, the dirt is a little more orange for my liking, but it looks good the way it's cut. Um, there's some contrast on the sides, and I think Golden Eagle fans are going to be ecstatic when they see it finished. All right, a legendary Golden Eagle is up next on the Eagle Hour. Ben Willoughby's going to join us. We're going to catch up with Ben, and he is going to be our guest picker today as we look at the NFL and the college championship all coming up on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. A rainy it's Friday, isn't it? Rainy, rainy. Wow. Rainy Friday. If you're traveling out on the roads, be safe. Be careful. Weather's supposed to get a little bad tonight and tomorrow, but we're happy that you're joining us now for the Eagle Hour. Third segment brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Go by and see our 
friends over there, Slade and all his friendly staff. Lunch specials, eight ninety five with a soft drink every single day at Four Street Bar and Grill. Now, Bob, we have a lot of a lot of great guests, a lot of guests, a lot of friends, but mm-hmm. there's very few times you get to speak to living legends. Correct. We've got one with us today. In fact, not only is he a living legend, he's a birthday boy. I think he just turned 40, if I'm not mistaken. Ben <laughs> Willoughby on the Eagle Hour. Happy birthday, Ben. Well, thank you. you I appreciate that, but uh, 40 years old, that's what you think I am? <laughs> That's what you, you need that's to double what, that. That's what you look, brother. You look for oh, years old. <laughs> I was eighty. I was eighty, January the fifth. I'm going to tell you, my friend. You are the youngest, coolest, sharpest eighty year old guy I've ever known. <laughs> ben, Bob, well, Bob doesn't I know, know how, that, uh, but I, I, I have exercised all my life. I used to run all the time. Uh-huh. I still. I, I've gotten so old. I don't run. I may trot about a hundred yards. I still walk every day. <laughs> And do my push-ups and all that. So I'm an extra. I've done that all my life, and it it's paid off, I guess, because yeah, I, you know, yeah. to be 80, I feel pretty good. Yeah, you trot kind of like those horses up there at the Philadelphia Fair. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> if I see a good stump on the side of the road, I sit down for a few minutes. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not complaining about B. I'm glad I'm here. I, I believe there's a letter, better land to wait, but I don't want to go today. <laughs> Bob was encouraged. Bob was encouraged. Doing? We're doing great, but Bob was really encouraged since he turned 83 years ago. He just right, wanted to, right. to have hope. Yeah, so I have we hope. appreciate that today for you. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, I got good news for you today, Ben. Five weeks till baseball season. Yeah, right around the corner. I think we're going to be pretty good this year, too. Yeah, I think so. We're always going to be yeah. pretty good. Ben, what's your take on uh, – b- because you've seen it all, been there, observed it all. Uh, man, there's a lot of excitement about the, the new look of Pete Taylor Park. And, and and when it comes to baseball, and I think it, you know, in some ways it's sacred, and I am a traditionalist. But, man, from a, a perspective of us being able to play more games and not having to get postponed, man, this new surface right. looks like right. it's going to be good. Oh, I think it will too. And, uh, that's, we've got a, I tell you what, people that, uh, don't know that might be listening don't know. They need to come see a game at USM. We, our, our baseball program is, is good. And our, our park is, it's not, maybe not as good as some of them, but it is first class. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt about no, that. No question about that. You and I have sweated out a few close games together, have we? We not? have. We, we, we. Sure have. <laughs> they never we make sure it have. easy on us, do they? No, it's kind of hard when we get behind, and we've dodged many a foul ball out there outside. <laughs> drop our beer every now and then. They hit a screamer out that way, and somebody drops their beer. Yeah, it's a, it's, a deal. It's, just, it's fun, it's, though. It's terrible, isn't it? It's just terrible. Yeah. All right, so pre- go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you finish your thought. Go ahead. Well, I was fixing to say it's, uh, we're pretty close to a funeral home, so if a ball hits you, they could just <laughs> take you across the Cross the fence there and leave at the funeral. Literally kill two birds with one one yeah, baseball. There you go. Sure. Throw you yeah. out in the back of Jody Lott's pickup truck and haul you right on over. Haul to you over right on over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right, goodness. Ben. We got a lot of football coming up, and you being a former football star yourself. Uh, we thought you might want to pitch in and give us your expertise. We always look for the most knowledgeable people we can find when it comes well, to this. I don't know about that, but I'll be glad to help you out. <laughs> don't don't worry. You're better than Kelly Sander. That's yeah, all that's you need to right. know. Yeah, that's, that's exactly correct. In a lot of ways, that's exactly correct. All right, so let's start with the NFL playoffs, uh, Ben, if you don't mind. And, uh, Not a bit. 
tomorrow afternoon at 3.30, the Minnesota Vikings, who broke Luke and a lot of people's hearts by really, I think, fair to say, I think Luke would concur, really just outplayed New Orleans last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. They traveled to San Francisco to take on the 13-3 49ers. How you like that one? I don't know. I wouldn't bet on that. That's going to be a. I, I think that'll be a close ball game, hard fought ball game. I really do. Yeah, I think the Vikings are a big physical football team, and uh, both of these teams are going to play football. I think I'm safe in saying the kind of football you like, where they mm-hmm. they line it up, they run the football, they play hard defense, they put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Is that your type of football? Oh yeah, yeah. His type of football was leather helmet football. That's what yeah. When, when yeah, the real men played. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, when I was playing, we really were just getting over to the, we may have talked about that, really getting over to the helmets kind of like they have now, but uh-huh. we still had some of those old ones that fit real close to your head, you know, uh-huh. didn't have a face mask on them. And yeah, that was, of course, that's a long time ago too. Vikings, 40, Vikings 49ers, give me a pick, man. 49ers? I'd, I wouldn't bet on it, but I think the Vikings will win that one. Wow, road. I kind of like Road that. warrior. I'm going like to go with that. the 49ers. I think that Shanahan's going to be able to run. But it is going to be a strength on strength. Minnesota has the be, best yeah. D-line in the, oh, yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. It's, going be a, it's going to be a big boy football game. I think it will be, too. All right, tomorrow night, the Tennessee Titans, they're 9-7, and seven, and they're going to travel over to the East Coast. They're going to take on the 14-2 and two Baltimore Ravens with a dynamic young quarterback. Who who you like there? Oh, the Ravens will win that one. I think the Ravens will too. I think the Titans uh, will find a way in the first half um, to keep it close, but Lamar Jackson's too too much to contain. We think yeah. about a kid like Lamar Jackson. It kind of reminds you in a sense of uh, uh, back in another era, Reggie Collier, Ben? Oh, yeah, sure does, yeah. Mm. Or Reggie was something now. I, he you know, was some player. Reggie Collier was really 20 years ahead of his time. He was. He definitely was. He played the kind of football that you see this kid in Baltimore mm-hmm. play. Right. And at the right. same time, I think Reggie Reggie was more of a, if there's such a thing, a smash mouth mm-hmm. spread. You know, he would run mm-hmm. away from you, but, you know, he could he could run. You were fast feet. like Reggie Collier in your day. Am I right about not that? that? Not that close, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not that so he could he could pick them up and put them down. Now he'd run that option out there, and if that defensive end leaned the wrong way, it was over. He'd cut, he'd cut up in there, and it was gone. He'd, yeah. he'd he'd run by that safety man like he was tied. He can't do that anymore, Ben. But, you know, well, feel any he's got a year or two on him now. <laughs> All right, Sunday afternoon, the ten and six Texans go to the twelve and four Kansas City Chiefs. Who you like there? That's going to be a good ball game, I think. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I, if I was, I don't bet on football games. Let me get that cleared. I, I don't. I never have. But if I was going to bet, I'd bet on the Chiefs. I think I'd have to go with the Chiefs too. Yeah. I think they will. Here's my upset special of the week. My okay. upset special. Uh-huh. So I'm going to go with the Texans. Chris Clark, a former teammate of mine from Southern Miss, plays for the Texans, offensive lineman. I think Deshaun Watson is going to find a way to get it done. Uh, Kansas City hasn't been as sharp as they've been. You so like I'm, the I'm going with the Texans, yeah. And uh, yeah. I'm going to join Ben on the Chiefs. But here's my upset special of the week, guys. All right. Sunday afternoon, the Seattle Seahawks go to Green Bay. Green Bay's 13-3, and three, and Seattle's only 11-5. and five. i got to tell you, Ben Willoughby, I like Russell Wilson. I like the Seahawks, and I just have a sense that they may go win that football game. 
you could be right about that. I think uh, there's a good chance of that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be an upset. I think Seattle's no. the better team. And if Seattle wins, it is because Austin Davis – is coaching. coaching every time Russell Wilson is on the bench looking at uh, you know the tablet. Austin Davis is right there beside him coaching it up. Pretty cool, right. solid misconnection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were a few yeah. years ago that he used to come up there and sit around us some in baseball, yeah. and that kid's yeah. done really well for himself. He really been. has. I'm proud he, of him. He's a great kid. All right, now Ben, here's a big one, man. Here's Monday night, and you got two 14 and 0 teams, Clemson and LSU. And let me tell you what I'm what I hear a lot around. All oh, LSU's. LSU's light years better. LSU's going to romp them. Clemson's won 29 straight games. They've beaten Alabama the last two times they've played them, and they're 14-0. Are you buying this SEC talk that Clemson plays a soft schedule and therefore they're no match for LSU? I don't – well, LSU plays some games. They play a tough schedule. There's no the – LSU. I mean, the, the, the conference LSU's in mm-hmm. is one of the, if not the tough to me – is the toughest one in the country, right? Right. But the, and, but they do play a game or two outside that, and like everybody does, and uh, that's going to be a heck of a football game. All right. Have you got one there you want to pick? Well, like I say, I don't. Uh, you know, both of them are fourteen and zero, and uh, Debo. What's the Clemson's coach? Debo Sweeney. Right. A heck of a coach now. Right. And in the doubt about that, of course. New Orleans has got them. A, I mean, LSU's got them a good coach too. So, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I I don't think the I, I never have seen. Excuse me, Clemson play but a couple of times, and I think LSU probably. Uh, I saw them play a lot when I was growing up because I was raised over in Mid County, and it was only about seventy miles down the Baton Rouge. So we went to see LSU a lot of times. Saw Billy Cannon play a lot. And uh, remember him? He was pretty good. He was pretty good. So who you oh, like? Yeah. You like and, LSU, uh, I gather. Well, I, it, I don't know if they'll let them do that in the bowl game, but when LSU plays at home, and they're playing in Baton Rouge, aren't they? Uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. Pull in the New, trigger, Ben. Shoot the deer. Pull him. Well, He's standing there well, in the food plot. <laughs> well, what, the, what those LSU fans, and I guess they still do it. I hadn't been to a game uh, lately, but they used to, if something didn't, like if the referees didn't do what they thought they should do, uh-huh. They would stand up and literally throw whiskey bottles at them. <laughs> and I think everybody, not everybody, but most of the people that came to the end there had a bottle of something with them. All right, hang and, on. Uh, I'm going to hold you on through the break because I want to get okay. your prediction, okay? okay. We're going to hit right. a hard break. Ben Willoughby's going to tell us who wins the national championship when we come back on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Toyota of Hattiesburg brings us the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour every single day. Find them out on everything they've got. Find out about it online at toyotahattiesburg.com or at 6461 Highway 98 in Hattiesburg. You reach their sales department, 601-255-4510. Toyota of Hattiesburg. All right, Bob, um, we're sitting in a shooting house. And about 50 yards in front of us is an eight-point. Right beside him is a nine-point. They uh-huh. both have 14-inch spreads to go with the 14 wins. And Ben Willoughby is going to shoot which one? <laughs> which one, Ben? Which one are you taking down? Which one am I picking? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. LSU win that ball game. What do you say, Luke? Dead. Correct, my friend. 
I no think, doubt uh, about it. 75 to 80 percent of that stadium is going to be uh, purple and gold. Right. And yeah, that's 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 a big deal. And of course, they do that all the time down there. There's no doubt about that. I've been to many LSU mm-hmm. games when I was growing up, and uh, I've seen them. I mean, they they are there'll be as many people or more outside than mm-hmm. there are inside because mm-hmm. they can't get a ticket. None of those and people L- will be LSU drinking alcohol will win, or anything. LSU will, will win that ball game. And, but none of those people will drink alcohol and misbehave. Never, never. Most of them are. Most of them are preachers or want to be preachers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to tell you this story, Ben. Many years ago, we played we played Ole Miss up in Oxford, and uh, prior to the game, the Ole Miss cheerleaders decided they were going to take a lap around the stadium, and they started mm-hmm. over on the Ole Miss side. And as they were all running down there, of course, they're all up mm-hmm. yelling and screaming, and they made their way through the end zone and. As they came around on our side of the field, I'll have to be honest with you. I saw a few whiskey bottles raining down uh, toward the <laughs> toward the Ole Miss cheerleaders. So I can't say we're completely innocent in that regard, right? Yeah, that was terrible to do that. But I've seen that too. I mean, they just uh, <laughs> that may have been more compassionate. When I played, they had to move the student section because when we played Nebraska, our students were throwing change at the Nebraska <laughs> team on the sideline. <laughs> Poor college students throwing <laughs> coins at Nebraska. <laughs> hey, before we let you go, Ben, we were talking about this during the break. You played on one of the Southern Miss Small College National Championship teams, am I right? I did, yeah, mm-hmm. when Pi Van was coaching. That had to be sure. quite an experience. It was, and we were uh, – it's been so long, I can't even remember who it was we beat now. But <laughs> that's been a long time ago. And you told me one time in a conversation you and I were having that you played against the legendary Roman Gabriel in a bowl game. We did. Yeah, sure did. He was a heck of a player, too. Yeah. Yeah. Greatest player you ever faced was who? He'd be up there in the top two or three. That's been so long since I played. I have my memory so bad. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Uh, he he would be right at the top. He was a heck of a player. Sure yeah, was. He, he was a good one, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, Ben, uh, happy birthday to you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, fellas. Thank you for coming on the Eagle Hour, and we look forward to seeing you at Pete Taylor Park in about five weeks. I'll be there. If 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 things go right and I'm still kicking like I am, I'm, I get along, I'm getting along pretty good, really. <laughs> I, and I think we're going to have a good baseball team, too. You could jog on over there from where you live. I might do that. Just yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even get in my truck. Man, game starts about four, so you might want to give it. You know, get up about what eight or nine that morning. <laughs> Something like that. Start <laughs> <Head> that <way>. <laughs> <laughs> Take my lunch and just stop under a tree somewhere and eat lunch. Then come on. All right, brother. Yeah. Always good I, hey, talking not, to you. I'm not throwing down on getting 80 years old. I'm glad to be there. Yeah, there you. We're glad you're here too, Ben Willoughby. Well, I enjoy talking with you guys. Good program, and uh, let's. Uh, Let's stay in touch. I'll see you around the baseball yeah, game. Yeah, you, you bet you will. We always enjoy you, Ben. Thank you, man. Okay. All Take right, care bye. now. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. He was actually on two teams, a 1958 team that went 9-0 and uh, defeated Chattanooga. They also beat Virginia Tech, NC State, Memphis, Louisiana Tech that year. And then in 1962, that's the one that he, he played on, 9-1, uh, and one, um, beat Memphis, NC State, Arkansas State, Louisiana Tech. And was also very instrumental in founding the Eagle Club and was the first director of the Eagle Club. Really laid the groundwork for for what we know now as the Eagle Club. So uh, Ben Willoughby has uh, been a big, big part of Southern Miss Athletics. 
couple of uh, notes uh, for the weekend. Of course, track and field over in Birmingham for the Blazer Classic uh, today. Uh, they will be included. This is an indoor meet, but the field events, shot put, weight throw, long jump, high jump, triple jump, and then in the track events, basically everything indoor, Southern Miss will be represented. Started at 9 a.m. We'll finish tonight at 6 30 p.m. Alabama, Auburn, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, South Florida, FAU, UAB um, also uh, competing there. Women um, at home tomorrow. So if you want to, in this rain, if you want to uh, go watch the Lady Eagles play, they take on UTSA tomorrow. Tip off is at 4 p.m. And then men will be on the road out in San Antonio at 3 p.m. Of course, uh, John Cox will be on the call for that one. All right, that wraps it up for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. Got a full slate of guests coming uh, towards you next week. Hope everybody has a good time uh, over the weekend. It's going to be rainy, but a lot of great football. Four NFL playoff games. Uh, I've got uh, the national championship game Monday night and women's basketball here in town on Saturday. What's uh, what's this emblem on your shirt? The beautiful shirt, and my daughter gave me this for Christmas. This is the. HTTR soon to be back in the playoff I'm just, Redskins. I recognize the logo. It just, I, no question, it's not a Rutgers shirt today. So thankful no, it's for that. Not. Actually, I noticed that South Jones High School in Jones County has they adopted do. this they logo. They do. They do. Guaranteed they'll be winners soon. <laughs> we'll be back Monday. Until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. Into the Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.